Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Acts, chapter 2. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Acts chapter 2, we're going to pick up this morning... In verse 14, now listen, give me your attention if you will. If you weren't with us last week, you missed the Holy Spirit. Last week, y'all slow this morning, but you'll be all right by the end of the service. You'll be fine. Last week, uh, we looked at the, the coming of the Holy Spirit, remember? And, and it was 50 days after the resurrection, uh, you remember there were 120 believers gathered in the upper room. They were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they began to speak in tongues. Now, the thing that we pointed out, and by the way, that sermon last week on tongues has generated more conversation than uh, we really have time to even go back. I really almost did a part two this morning. I kid you not. It had that many uh, questions. But, but I should tell you that if you want a detailed study on the gift of tongues, we do have a... Um, uh, gifts of the Spirit, I think it's called Keeping the Balance, in the bookstore, and you can pick up a, um, a CD series on, on all of the gifts of the Spirit called Keeping the Balance. And tongues is one of those that's included there. So uh, I thought I might tell you that, and we just move on here in chapter 14. But, but, but we began to talk about that last week, about speaking in tongues. And we pointed out last week that, that they didn't babble they, as they were speaking in tongues. They weren't kind of babbling unintelligible gibberish. It wasn't an, an ecstatic kind of euphoric going in a trance kind of speaking in tongues. It was recognizable. It was a recognizable language. And, and, and we, know that as we, we know that because as this multilingual Jewish pilgrims came from all over the world and they're hearing them speak in tongues and they said, how is it that we hear each of them in our own language speaking the wonderful works of God? So those that were listening understood what was being said in tongues. That's, how they, that's why they said, how is it that we hear them speaking the wonderful works of God? And so they were moved with curiosity. And, and they came up with the best explanation they could. They said, because these guys are speaking in tongues, they said, they must be drunk. They must have be filled with new wine, they said. Now, beginning in verse 14, Peter answers this statement of being drunk or being filled with new wine. Here in verse 14, it's a very, very key passage in the book of Acts and a turning point, if you will, because what we see is and what we have here is Peter's inaugural sermon. This is Peter's trial sermon. You ever heard of a trial sermon? A trial sermon, all right, that's two of y'all. All right, I'll tell you the rest. A trial sermon is like the sermon when you're a preacher 
and you're going in ministry, a trial sermon is like the first sermon you ever preach. And so here we have Peter's trial sermon. This is his first sermon that he preached. And not only that, but get this. Had you ever thunk it? It's his first sermon in this age of grace. Now, you understand, we live in a period of grace. Say amen if you understand that. Okay. This is the first sermon ever preached. You know, it just kind of hit me. I've taught the book of Acts now five times. It just occurred to me. That's because God's word is so rich, you can always learn something. Isn't that true? You can never stop growing. And, and, and it just occurred to me, this is the first sermon in the age of grace. And Peter's first sermon, man, this guy is a lean, mean preaching machine. 3,000 people get saved. Let me give you an outline. We're going to talk about Peter's sermon. Let me give you an outline if you're taking notes. In verses 14 through 15, 14 and 15, we'll talk about Peter's first sermon. That's where he opens Peter's first sermon in verse 14 and 15. And then in verse 16 through 21, we'll talk about what it means, what the sermon means. And then in verses 22 through 36, we'll talk about why it happened. Talking about this sermon, talking about speaking in tongues, Peter tells us what it means. And then in verse 22 through 36, he tells us why it happened. And then in verse 37 through 41, he tells us what to do, what it means, why it happened, and what to do. That's our outline for this morning. Acts chapter 2, saints, beginning in verse 14, if you're with me, say amen. Amen. But Peter, but Peter, standing up. Man, somebody's got to stand up. Amen. All these guys are filled with wine. They're all drunk. Peter stands up. He's a spokesperson. He stands up with the 11, raised his voice and said to them, men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and hear my words. For these men in verse 15 are not drunk as you suppose, since it is only the third hour of the day. Stop right there. Give me your attention. Peter's first sermon, and we want to notice, if you're taking notes in your Bible, you can write this in the margin. He was filled with the Holy Spirit. In Peter's first sermon, we know that he was filled with the Holy Spirit. How do we know that? Because last week, don't you remember, the Spirit of God fell, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. So Peter is filled with the Holy Spirit. And I want you to notice the difference in a man's life when he is filled with the Spirit. This same Peter, understand, this is the same Peter who just a short while ago was standing at the enemy's fire. And they said, don't you know that, Jesus? And Peter said, I don't know the man. Don't you remember? Now he's filled with the Holy Spirit. And he's no longer saying, I don't know the man. Now he's proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he's proclaiming the man. And don't you see the difference that the Spirit of God makes in your life? He took Peter from cowardness to courageousness. And that's what the Spirit does. So Peter's preaching his first sermon here powerfully and courageously. 
His first sermon. I remember my first sermon. Calvary Chapel, when we first got here, our first sermon, actually our first Sunday morning service, was September 24th, 1995. And I remember the first Sunday morning uh, here at Calvary, I remember praying, Lord, because remember we were meeting at the, at the gas station, or I'm sorry, at the trailer. And the trailer was down a dirt road. And some of you guys, if you've ever been down there, you, you know. And, 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 and I remember it was a dirt road. It was a double car garage. And we had done a lot of work. And there was still a lot of work to be done. And we were having a Sunday morning service. And I remember praying, Lord, please don't let it rain. Lord, may it be just a beautiful day. It's my first Sunday morning. I'm thinking if it doesn't rain, you know, a lot of people will, at least some people will come. And, you know, we're, we're getting going. So I'm praying everything is perfect. Lord, please, especially not at rain because the road would have got muddy and people's feet and we just put new carpet in. Okay, fine. And, you know, and I'm just thinking it would be nicer if it doesn't rain. So I'm praying hard all week. I'm fasting and praying. I'm crying out to God. God, please don't let it rain. Do you know it rained like crazy that day? I couldn't believe it. I was like, it rained. It was a horrible, horrible, wet day. And so Peter preaches his first sermon and 3,000 people get saved. That Sunday morning, not only is it raining, I preached my first sermon and guess what? Nobody got saved. It was like, I thought it was the worst sermon ever. I honestly thought it was the worst sermon. I called my mom. Then you know I thought it was bad. Y'all, one, three, say, oh, one, two, three. Oh. It was traumatic. It traumatized me. I called my mom. Like, this is the worst sermon ever. The church service was terrible. And it was, I felt like it just went so poorly. And, 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 and yet the Lord blessed. I mean, look, this church, y'all still coming. And I guess I don't know. I don't know why, but you guys are still coming. I mean, it's just, it's just amazing what the Lord did. And so Peter preaches his first sermon. 3,000 people get saved. So after, did you notice in your text, after being accused of being drunk with new wine, Peter stood up in verse 14 and said, these are not drunk. Did you notice this in verse 15? For it is only the third hour. The third hour would be 9 a.m. in the morning. Peter says, listen, this isn't distilled spirit. This is the dynamic of the spirit. Peter says, not only that, we're not drunk. It's only nine o'clock in the morning. I get the impression Peter's saying, and you catch this a little bit later, that might be a, it's in the Greek. I mean, he says, hey, we're not, this is not the distilled spirit. This is the Holy Spirit. And he told them, notice in, in our text, he told them what it wasn't. And then in verse 16 through 21, he's going to tell them what it means or what it meant. Look at verse 16. If you're still with me, say amen. amen. But this is what, now notice, it's not, we're not drunk, but this is what. Would you underline that, highlight it? We'll talk about it in a minute. This is what. Or in the King James Version, it says, this is that. This is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. And it shall come to pass in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions. Your old men shall dream dreams. And on my men servant and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath 
blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. Before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. And it shall come to pass in verse 21. Read that with me, saints, that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now, remember, give me your attention. They asked a question in verse 12. They said, whatever could this mean? What in the world is going on? Peter says in verse 16, this is what, or as I said in the King James, this is that which was spoken by Joel. And then he quotes Joel chapter 2, verse 28 through 32. Now, the thing that I want you to take note of is that Peter, he is, remember, According to those who don't know the Lord, who don't know the things of God, they accuse Peter of being an ignorant and unlearned, untrained and uneducated man. You got to note this. This ignorant, unlearned, uneducated, untrained man is quoting whole passages of Scripture. I told you the Holy Spirit changes you. He's quoting whole passages. I mean, Whole passages of scripture are rolling off his tongue and he doesn't have a scroll or a Bible in front of him. Have you ever been sharing your faith with someone and you're witnessing and you're sharing your faith? Has this ever happened to you? And, and all of these scriptures just start coming to your mind and, and, and you just start, you know, all these scriptures just start coming and they just start flowing out of your mouth and, and, and you're sharing. And they, I mean, they're just coming, man. They're just coming. When you're done, you know, you think, man, that was good. Man, I'm good. That, that, that ever happened to you? No, 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 y'all holy. That don't happen to you, right? Like, no, I would never say I'm good. I mean, you start thinking, man, I, I, or, or how about this? I didn't even know I knew all that stuff. Is there anybody? I mean, now, now listen, let me, let me tell you something. The reality is, the fact is, you're not that good. <laughs> Just trying to build you up, my people. And you really don't know that much stuff. But don't you remember what Jesus said? When the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to bring all things to your remembrance. You see, it's the Holy Spirit that's really giving Peter all of these verses and his ability to be able to communicate the word of God. I mean, God can use anyone. God can fill anyone and you can begin to speak forth the word of God. I mean, remember in the Old Testament, God spoke through a donkey. And here in the New Testament, he does, he can as well. And he does every Sunday. Man, it's the Holy Spirit, don't you see? Remember I told you in the beginning, this book is a book about the Holy Spirit. It should be titled, The Acts of the Spirit. So Peter is speaking and the Holy Spirit is giving him what to say. But you should also note this, that Peter spent time with Jesus. That Peter listened to the words of Jesus. And so in that moment that that Peter needed to quote the scriptures and recall the scriptures, the Holy Spirit could bring back all things to remembrance. You see, saints, the important thing is to read your Bible. That's why I tell you to read your Bible, even if you don't understand it. 
Nowhere in the scriptures does it tell us that as we read the scriptures, we're going to understand everything in the Bible. You don't read the Bible that you'd understand everything in it. You read the Bible because it's food. I don't understand how broccoli gives me nutrition. But I eat it anyway. And I like it. I don't understand how ice cream gives me nutrition. But I eat it anyway, because I like it. We don't understand a lot of things. You understand? We're, we're to read the Word of God and get the Word of God in you so that in those moments where it's time to witness, it's time to share, it's time to communicate God's Word, you have something to draw upon. The Holy Spirit has something to draw upon. The Holy Spirit can bring those things back to remembrance. That's why you, you'll say, I didn't even know I knew that. Because some time ago, maybe years ago, maybe in some Bible study, in some church service, you heard the word, the Holy Spirit took the seed of the word of God and planted it and tucked it away in your heart. And then when it was time to share the word with someone, you, the Holy Spirit has something to draw on. See, a lot of times people, listen, a lot of times people don't want to share their faith and they're afraid to share their faith because they don't know the way don't spend time in the word. So, so you're afraid to share your faith because, you know, and the Holy Spirit can't bring anything to remembrance because you ain't got nothing up there. See, you got to put something in. So the Holy Spirit can draw. Now, can he give you a verse you never knew before? Well, yeah, of course. But look, understanding God's word is, is, is not going to happen by reverse osmosis. You know, you don't put your Bible under your pillow and just go to sleep. Hoping that it sinks in and absorbs. No, you got to read it. And when you read it and you hear the words of Jesus, then the Holy Spirit can bring those things to remembrance. Amen, saints? That's what happened with Peter. And so Peter, he stood up and he said, fellas, these guys aren't drunk, but this is what or this is that. Notice Peter is giving them, look at verse verse. Um, 16 again. Look at verse 16. But this is what was spoken by the prophet Joel. Peter is giving them, listen closely, a biblical explanation for what they are seeing. He's giving them a biblical explanation. Now, I like that because we always need to be able to give a biblical explanation for anything that's done in the church corporately or anything that's done in your life personally. You need to be able to give a biblical explanation for it. Why are you doing that in church? Why does that happen in your church? Because we need to be able to go to the word and say, hey, this is that. That's why. And today, unfortunately, there is much going on in the church where we cannot say this is that. Man, the Holy Spirit gets a bad rap today. Have you noticed that? Everything's done in the name of the Spirit. We've got all kinds of things going on in the church in the name of the Spirit. And you cannot look at these things that, that's going on in the church today and, and say this is that. You know, we've, we've, we've got everything going on there. They, you know, we've got holy laughter. I don't know if you heard of holy laughter. And, and if not, good. Because it's sad. It's not funny. Holy laughter or being drunk in the spirit. We've talked about this at Calvary. There's a guy by the name of Rodney Howard Brown. 
And Rodney Howard Brown, he calls himself the Holy Ghost bartender. And he says that you are to come up to the bar of the Holy Spirit and get a drink and get drunk. It's this whole Brownsville revival thing. And you guys know I am not one to blast people, name names. I don't care anything for that. But when I hear about something that's going on in the church that is damaging the body of Christ or is heretical, I have a responsibility to tell you. Holy laughter is sad. And you certainly cannot find holy laughter in the scriptures. You can't say this is that. That's not in the Bible. People in the church today are barking in the spirit, clucking like chickens. Gold dust, people are saying, are descending from the sky and filling people's teeth. All in the name of the spirit. Slain in the spirit. All of these things, you cannot go to the scriptures and find scriptural support for them. Well, let me take that back. Slain in the spirit, perhaps. We'll get to it. Acts chapter 5. There's a couple, a husband and wife team. <laughs> Remember? Ananias and Sapphira. Remember? They lied to the Holy Spirit. What happened? Notice they weren't slain in the Spirit, they were slain by the Spirit. The Spirit killed them dead. Yeah, that's right, killed. But none of these things are we able to go to the scriptures and say, this is that. All of these things going on in the church. And that's why people mock the church. I remember some years ago, it was a, a while ago, I said, I was looking at this guy on TV. I won't tell you who he is, but I'm, I'm looking at TV. And, and this is craziness. I mean, this was years ago, Elvira and I was watching TV. I, this is just crazy stuff going on. And I'm laughing. I mean, they're, they're in this church environment was just crazy. I'm, I'm laughing. I'm cracking up. I think it's the funniest thing I ever seen. I said to Elvira, I says, why are you laughing? You don't know. It could be the spirit. You don't know. And, and, and I said, sweetie, if that's the spirit, I don't want nothing to do with that. And it turns out some years later, the guy was uncovered and 2020 did a report and it was awful because it wasn't the spirit. You ever see the leap of faith? With Steve Martin. Oh, I forgot. Y'all don't watch movies. Y'all holy. I'm, I'm sorry. I, I shouldn't even brought that up. See that all this stuff in the name of the spirit. You cannot say this is that. We need to be able to say saints in the church corporately and in your life personally. This is that. How come you guys do this? Because the word says that. Why do you clap your hands in church? Because the word says that. And why do you play drums in church? Y'all got drums in your church? Why? Because the Bible says, praise the Lord on the timbrel. And that's the drum. On the lyre. That's the guitar. Of course, it doesn't say anything about keyboard. <laughs> so I don't know, Ted, you out of work, man. I don't... You're done. <laughs> we got to be able to say this is that. So Peter says, fellas, this is what... 
Joel chapter 2 prophesied, the Spirit is going to be poured out on all flesh and old men will dream dreams and young men will see visions. There will be signs and wonders in those days. Blood, fire, smoke, sun goes dark, moon turns to blood before, notice in your text, the coming of the day of the Lord. Now you might want to write in your Bibles Matthew chapter 24 because Jesus gave these same end time signs. In Matthew chapter 24. So Joel says, in that day, whosoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now this is very, very important. Listen to me and listen closely. Joel chapter 2 and Acts chapter 2, Peter is quoting from Joel 2 verse 28 through 32. And Joel is talking about the day of the Lord. The day of the Lord in the Bible is another name for the tribulation. It's another title. So during the tribulation, now you know that if you've been here around Calvary, the church has already been raptured up. And God's judgment has come down during the tribulation. Understand, and this is very important, maybe you want to write this down. Pentecost is not, now listen closely is not the fulfillment of Joel chapter 2. What happened on the day of Pentecost? The Spirit of God coming down. The people are being speaking in tongues and all of these signs and wonders here. This is not, not the fulfillment of Joel chapter 2. Pentecost is the beginning. Acts chapter 2 is the beginning of the outpouring of the Holy Spirit And it takes us through the church age, through the rapture of the church, and through the tribulation into the second coming and the millennial reign of Christ. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch in Calvary Chapel, Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. You may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the Media Library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.